Hello there, and welcome to the Women's Empowerment Podcast. My name is Dolores Andrew Gavin, and I am an assertive and an empowerment coach, a soul care practitioner, an author, and a mom. You're very welcome to this episode of the podcast where we're talking about assertiveness and what it actually means to be assertive. There are three ways generally we can react to situations when they come up for us. And the three ways we're going to talk about today are, and we're going to just give you, I'm going to give you a brief description of them so that you'll understand better about what assertiveness is. So we can be passive aggressive when something comes up for us. We can act out aggressively or we can choose to be assertive. I spoke about defense mechanisms that we use when we suppress difficult feelings or emotions in the last podcast, episode four, called Becoming the Observer of Your Actions. So one of the ways that repressing our emotions acts out is when we become aggressive in situations. These repressed feelings we have, they may build up a wall of anger, for example, when a story gets triggers and we react and this wall of anger comes up. Now, I call it a wall. And of course, the height of this wall depends on how much energy is attached to my anger story. If there are layers and layers of story attached to the repressed anger, then we may even find we fly into a rage. And it also can depend on how long this anger has been repressed in us. So this is when we act out aggressively. On the other hand, we can react to a situation in a way that's called being passive aggressive. This plays out in a few ways. And one of them includes when we respond to somebody sarcastically. Maybe they say something to us and we don't want to hurt their feelings by telling them what we really want to say. So we might be sarcastic instead. But of course, this doesn't always come across very well, like being aggressive. We may also act out passive aggressively by saying something like, I'm really tired to our partner, perhaps. And we might say this over and over again, hoping that our partner will pick up on the need that we actually have, which if we're saying, for example, I am really tired, what we might really want to say to our partner is, I need more me time or my health is going to suffer. We might want to say to our partner, I'm really tired because I'm exhausted doing everything myself. Can you please help me out here? So, of course, when we act out either aggressively or passive aggressively, we're not telling the other person exactly what is wrong with us. We are not being assertive. So here's where assertiveness comes in. When we respond to a situation or a story or to someone assertively, we're stating exactly what it is we need. And we're doing this in a loving way. 
We're not shouting aggressively, nor are we pussyfooting around something, not saying exactly what we mean and hoping they will pick it up. So when we act aggressively or passive-aggressively, this can happen when we forget to tune into our own needs. Because maybe through our life circumstances, we have gotten so used to tuning into the needs of others that we've forgotten about our own. An example like could be if we grew up in a family environment where, let's say perhaps we had to figure out the emotional needs of our parents before we said anything to them. And we may, because of, because of their emotional needs and us trying to react to them, we may have developed some coping mechanisms. For example, we may have repressed our true emotions to get positive attention from our parents. But as I spoke about already, repressed emotions, when they're not dealt with, they get triggered and we can act out aggressively. So we want to, we want to express ourselves truthfully. So let's take the, the example there of perhaps, let's say, in a family circumstance where let, we may feel anger at, I'm going to pick our mom at this example. Maybe we feel she wasn't there for us. Maybe we felt that she favoured another sibling over us. Or maybe because we were the oldest, we felt we were blamed for everything. It doesn't matter what the story is that we have. So we may have felt angry at our mum because of this. And then let's say when dad gets home in the evening, we really want to run to dad. We want him to pick us up like he does sometimes when he's in good form. We want to be able to express this anger we feel towards our mum and maybe not even express it, but we want to just tell him how we feel. We're dying for dad to come home so that we can tell him how we feel and how our, how our story has been for the day. But we know that sometimes dad, let's say in this particular hypothetical story, sometimes we know that dad's mood can be either happy or we notice from him sometimes that he can, he can appear sad or distracted. He may be stressed, but as a child, we may not know how to verbalize this. But we know that when he's in a certain mood, it's best not go near him, let's say. And we certainly don't want it to start telling him about how we feel because he'll tell us maybe to, to just to we'll be fine. He might just, what we, we may develop a belief that he just brushes us off. So what do we do there? We repress how we feel and we stuff it down. We may feel like nobody cares for us now and that we don't matter. And this can become, as I say, a belief. However, it's important to note that how you feel does matter and that repressing it does matter. So another thing to note about being assertive is that sometimes we can fear how the other person will react when we act assertively. And of course, this is quite a normal concern and we can do well with looking at what this fear is trying to tell us. If we fear someone's response, if we speak our truth. So I'm going to talk about fear in a future episode. But for now, 
just know that fear is letting us know that our personal boundaries or we feel our personal boundaries are being attacked in some way by somebody else. So fear always indicates this to us. So it's good to look at this story of, of what it is that fear is trying to tell us if we fear being assertive. And also, when we are assertive, it's good to remember that we're not trying to change the other person. It's actually not about them. It's just about us being assertive. Just like we care for our physical body, we need to care also for our mind. Because when the mind has no one to care for it, it's like a child who feels they have no parent to care for it. And it doesn't develop adequate, adequate skills to know what to do and how to cope. But we can learn to train our mind and we can learn to become assertive no matter what age we're at and no matter what our stories have been. So do bear in mind it's never too late to change and to become assertive. It's a great way for us to know that we are being heard and we teach, we teach people by being assertive what we need. And it's essential for us living out our life purpose to do this. We need to get real with our present stories. When we speak our truth, people resonate with what is coming out of our mouth and they begin to trust us. We get more respect from people when we are assertive. And we do this, as I say, by owning our stories. So when I talk about co-creating our life being, and it being an inside job, this is what I'm talking about often. It's looking at these stories we have and looking at how we can become assertive to create the life that we want, to get the responses we want, to feel heard, to feel seen. We'll also talk about personal boundaries in a, in a future episode. But just to give you a quick introduction to what our personal boundary is, is have you ever felt that someone is staring at you? You can actually, you can actually feel your, your boundary. That's what it feels like. Maybe you're in a packed lift and you feel somehow that everyone is encroaching on you. There's another way we feel our personal boundaries. And just know again that who we allow into our personal boundaries is actually our responsibility. We can build our boundaries strong. We can keep out negativity. And we can always, obviously, allow in the good. We'll speak about that again. So just... If anybody would like to get a grab, a free copy of my ebook on finding your authentic story, I do share in there some ways to help us look at store our own stories more because I talk about our stories a lot in these podcasts. You can go along to my website, CelticSoulEssence.com, and you can download the ebook there. I also have a four-week program called The Four Keys to Empowerment, where if you are interested in going and working further with me, we go through our stories and we, we begin to, at week one, we pull out, we discover first what the limiting beliefs are and we begin to pull out those beliefs that no longer serve us and that aren't creating a life for us that we actually want. By the end of the four weeks, what I want is to have you develop your own map for what it is you do want and learning skills like becoming assertive and 
maybe taming an emotion that's coming up for you, whether it be anger, sadness, loneliness, fear. And I'll teach you a tool called EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique, which is a, a skill you'll have for life and that you can use at times, especially when you feel that some story is being triggered in you. So that's our story around assertiveness for the week. And if you want to keep in touch with the podcast, please do subscribe and you'll get a notification when the next episode goes live. So until next time, keep empowered.